Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast, the show about everything and nothing all at once. I'm your host, the one and only host of Loudmouth, Madison Hadler. Hello, everybody. Howdy. Um, so glad that you decided to stumble upon my podcast, and I hope that you stay a little while. I'm actually super excited because the day that I'm recording this is the day that an episode that or a podcast that I'm on. So I'm the guest on the podcast. I don't know why that was really hard for me to figure out in my brain. But um, it is a girl named Camilla. I actually have had her on the podcast before. Um, her podcast is My Point of View. And I was on her Women's March. So she does this whole month long for Women's History Month. All about feminism. Just various issues that are um, within women's rights and things like that so we actually just did an episode and I talked about different pop culture moments that were rooted in sexism so we talked about Britney Spears breakdown how it was showed in publicity we talked about Serena Williams and how she is always misconstrued at this angry black woman and then we also talk about like Simone Biles and things of that nature so I'll make sure to link it down below because I don't know I felt really cool being on somebody else's podcast that was the first time I've ever done that um and so it was really fun and she made this really cool trailer of our episode that made me feel way cooler than I actually am and I'm very grateful for that so make sure to check that out I have will have it linked down below for you all um, in other news, I don't really think I have much going on, um, to update you guys on. Again, still loving the house that I'm living in currently. I went to go visit my friend Alicia last weekend in St. Louis, which was super fun. Um, we've been friends since high school and have since moved away from each other. So it was nice to be able to hang out at her house for like four days straight, um, in her new house that she just bought and everything. So, that is all my fun news. Unfortunately, this episode is not as fun, but we, I mean, okay, that was a lie. I was about to say, I feel like I very rarely have episodes that are, are like really actually fun, but that is a lie because I have amazing guests on that are really fun. So I lied there, but any episode that I'm usually talking about myself is usually about some sort of activist thing that's not super great that's happening in our uh, country or world or whatever it is so to say that it's fun is is a stretch but I try to make it as fun as possible with my own exuberant personality so today we are going to be talking about the anti-gay laws that are being passed through right now um, one I'm talking about them because obviously podcasts about activism these things that are being passed right now are really gross and disgusting and not only are they gross and disgusting but there's also just this terrible rhetoric that I'm seeing right now on Facebook Twitter Instagram wherever it is wherever it lies and I just want to make sure that we're all aware that even if we you know, advocate and don't support these bills. We also have to be advocating and not supporting the people that are commenting on these bills. And I'm not saying to go off and get in every Facebook fight ever, but I'm saying that right now we need to care for our trans friends a little bit extra. We need to care for these people that are being put under attack right now and are especially being brought up in the media more than they already were before. And so garnering all these conversations, whatever, whatever they're not, they're able to be who they fully are, which is fucked up. But 
I just really want to put this out here because I just want to make sure that we are all doing our part to make sure that our friends in that community are being protected and feel like they have a safe space. So one of the reasons why I'm doing that is obviously for activism and things on that page. But also, I feel like, and to no fault of of its own, you know, there are a lot of things happening in the world right now. And I think a lot of these bills that are going through legislature right now that are problematic, maybe not even just for anti-LGBTQ, um, you know, things like the Crown Act and everything like that are really, really, really being overshadowed by things like the Daylight Savings thing, which everyone was excited about. Don't get me wrong. I think Daylight Savings is stupid just like the next person, but it's just amazing how everyone can post about that and celebrate this I don't know, quote-unquote win that isn't even really a win yet. I don't really know how to categorize it, but everyone was there celebrating this win and blah, 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 and yet we're not even confronting this idea that all these terrible, terrible laws are being passed through. And again, to no fault of anyone's own, what gets hit gets hit, and we see that more than we do than these other, you know, sad and terrifying things that are actually happening behind the scenes so I want to bring light to it because it can be really easy to get confused and feel like you don't even know what's going on with any of this stuff so I'm trying to make it as easily available to you guys as possible and also make sure that I'm doing my research make sure make sure that I'm staying on top of it too and providing as much support as I can for um our trans friends and our all the friends in the LGBTQ plus community so That is what we're talking about today. There have been a record of anti-LGBTQ plus bills being passed through in 2022. In fact, 238 bills to be exact have been passed through and it is only the third month of the year so it's already more than what it was in 2021 which is insane but even more insane is that majority of these are focused on trans rights so about 65 percent of the bills being passed through are trying to ban or limit transness and the autonomy of trans people in some way shape or form um, nearly 670 anti-LGBTQ plus bills have been filed since 2008, and there is at least one in every single state. So even if you're sitting over there in California thinking you're free from it, all of it, obviously we are not. And this year's historic tally quickly follows what some advocates had labeled already as the worst year in recent history for LGBTQ plus state legisl- legislative attacks, which was 191 bills being passed in 2021 so just like I said earlier already in the third month of 2022 we have passed the number of anti-LGBTQ plus bills than in 2021 now we know that anti-gay rhetoric and anti-gay ideas have been passed around and always have been in the air but why specifically is there this focus on transness in all these bills And a lot of people are saying that since, you know, gay marriage became constitutional in whatever year that was, 
there's been all of a sudden like, okay, well, now we can't fight necessarily against them getting married and things of that nature, but we can start to focus on these super marginalized community within that community. Um, And it really bumped up, of course, when we had the whole bathroom debacle um, a couple of years ago. And there was this huge bill that was trying to get passed through in Houston and Texas um, that was banning people that identified as women being able to go into the women's restroom or vice versa. And there was this whole argument, this whole big ordeal about whether whether that was allowed or not. And I remember it being so villainized in public. And even more so now that I look back on it, do I see and realize all the ramifications that that villainization has had on people. Um, so there was this huge fear particularly of white women and their fear of marginalized communities. And this was clearly shown in these campaigns for um, supporting this bill of not allowing, you know, trans people to go in the bathroom of the identity they identify with. And there was a video that was spreading of this little white girl. She goes to the bathroom and when she's going to the bathroom, all of a sudden this darker skinned hand is reaching out and it's this whole and it's, you know, ends with like protect our children or whatever. And there's this whole campaign about saving our children and things of that nature, because what do people love more than protecting children and what do they love more than protecting white children in particular against these marginalized communities and it kind of sparked this whole rhetoric and all of a sudden this huge vilification of trans people of not allowing them in their spaces saying they're scary saying they're going to cause harm and things like that um this politics of quote-unquote protecting children was really brought up and so you'll see and just like with you know in Texas child abuse and transness law that that rhetoric is very clear and very clearly shown that is this whole policy of quote-unquote protecting children but I just want to preface and say that what is protecting children is giving them a home that they feel safe in giving them in a community that they feel safe in and giving them gender affirming care is a part of making them feel safe because what is better than protecting children than causing them not to want to take their own lives but it this protecting children idea also has a lot more to do with race and gender roles than we really ever want to admit um particularly like I said with white children when you hear save our children campaigns you probably see a lot of white children smeared across a bit and we know this with missing black children and things of that sorts that white children are always going white people in general are always going to get the upper hand in that battle so of course they're going to try and make this center the protecting our children around white children in particular and make sure that they're safe from whatever community is marginalized and whatever community is villainized in their eyes. So that's where this kind of idea comes from and it obviously stems way further than that and there's a lot of history behind why particularly trans people are being seeked out in this idea but this is kind of like lays a good groundwork for what we're looking into now. So I'm only really going to get into like two or three of the laws that are kind of happening or recent events that have happened because there's a lot going on, but I'm going to focus on the ones that have garnered a lot of attention and have scared a lot of people deservedly. So, so the first one is, um, 
what I talked a little bit about earlier about, which is the Texas child abuse law. So Governor Abbott, who we don't like, um, put out a directive that said providing gender affirming health care is a form of child abuse and ordered the state welfare agency to launch child abuse investigations into parents of trans children receiving that care. So what Governor Abbott is calling for here is basically that anyone who is giving their child gender affirming care can be put up for an investigation against the child service protection protection agencies. And this bill wasn't or this law directive wasn't started by Governor Abbott. It was actually kind of put out there by Ken Paxton. Um, He's the attorney general and he's actually an attorney general elect now, too. But he kind of started this and then Governor Abbott basically came and backed it and pushed it further into hoping it would become a law. But I want to say right now that it is not yet a law. It could become one in one of two ways. So um, there's a legislature meeting in 2023 and someone could try and change the law to put it in that statute in the legislature meeting or if it goes into court and finishes up in court. So basically a court could say, okay, yes, this is legal or no, it's not legal. But as soon as this was put out, immediately the ACLU and Lambda Lambda Legal, which is a, a civil rights agency that is focused on providing care for members of the LGBTQIA plus community, um, they immediately put out and sued the governor Abbott and said like you know try to block this This is not allowed and then a district court judge in Travis County granted a restraining order so that it is paused Um, and why he was able to do this was because one of the first people to actually get uh, sued for this was a CPS employee so somebody that actually works for child protective service services that was supposed to be or that would be in the agency that would do these, conduct these investigations, actually has a trans child. They were in court, and that's when this judge granted a restraining order. So now, like I said, um, Ken Paxton, the attorney general, was actually the one to kind of put this out there. And it is so funny because it's coming right before their election. So this is going to stay right on the top of everyone's mind. They actually had an election, I believe it was last week, and Ken Paxton is in a runoff election against um, George P. Bush. Yes, he is in the Bush family, another Republican. Um, But Ken Paxton, just funnily enough, is actually being investigated by the FBI right now because he was claimed to have abused his office by helping out a wealthy donor in ways that he shouldn't have. So just saying while he's trying to get these parents that are providing care for their children, he's just over here being willy nilly about and unethical about his office and things like that. So just a fun little factoid for you. Um, I do want to put in here that just a little clarification so that we all are on the same page that this is Texas legislature that is doing this. And obviously, you know, there are people in Texas that support and are backing this bill, you know, in other ways, shapes or form. But I know Tully will appreciate it. My friend Tully, who has been on the podcast before, actually, she's from Texas. And I feel like a lot of the time we push off Texas because we're like, oh, it's just Texas. Like, we're never going to get anything done. And that's not fair. 
Taya any Texan um, who is genuinely just trying to survive because this bill is putting people's lives at risk. It's putting trans youth lives at risk. It's putting parents' lives at risk and everything of that nature. So let us make sure to give Texans the support that they need. And I'm going to provide a little list at the end of what we can do to kind of help. Um, Some good news in this, though, is that there's not there's not a lot of people that think this is actually going to be put through and if it is put through how is it going to be tracked um a lot of cps investigations are only launched if an allegation is reported and in the and if the allegation meets the legal definition of abuse or negligence which a lot of cps people are saying this is not going to meet that level and doctors are pushing back on it too because they know that gender affirming care is good for health and you know better than actually blocking a child from getting the support that they need so um the american academy of pediatricians put out a report saying that they are going to continue giving gender affirming care because that is what is healthiest and best for the child um a lot of advocates are saying though that calling for gender affirming therapy care and calling it abuse could lead it to being weaponized in divorce cases and create legal issues for physicians therapists who treat transgender youth and empower people to attack the young people themselves as well as family members and other people who support them so it's not even necessarily getting this bill passed because obviously that would be detrimental it's also just this terrible which I was talking about earlier this terrible rhetoric that it's creating around trans people and really the spread of misinformation because it's not a lot of these politicians are saying like it's irreversible and all that stuff but trans people or people who want to are you know having gender dysphoria and things of that nature go through a therapy process they go through puberty blockers that temporarily pause testosterone and estrogen um, which were actually created for onset puberty and they are completely in a hundred percent reversible and then there's also hormone therapy which can be reversible there may be some effects that they don't really know about yet like long-term infertility and things of that nature but those two things are absolutely reversible and can stop being taken away. Can stop taking them. All they do is suppress the hormones and stop the hormone from being created, uh, you know, consistently. The only thing that is not irreversible, quote unquote, is surgery, which surgery isn't recommended uh, until the age of the child's consent. So either 17 or 18 in certain states of that such. So it's creating this idea that children are being castrated and blah 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 and things of that sorts that's not true and so all of this misinformation feeds into these idea that trans people aren't inherently worth the time of day or whatever it is all right all of that is just the texas bill that is being put through and there's another one in florida it's called don't say gay which i'm sure most of you have heard about um but basically it's a republican-backed bill that is passed through that has passed through Florida's House of Representatives that prohibits teachers and school staff from discussing sexual orientation and gender identity. Um, the bill targets kindergarten through third grade classrooms and backers argue that children of this cohort are unprepared to process topics that are not age appropriate. And again, this isn't the first kind of one of the first kinds of these bills that we've seen. There is also the stay woke bill in Florida that is banning, trying to ban um, critical race theory theory from being taught in schools. So just really great all around. But 
it, basically the bill is trying to get across that cross that teachers are trying to force this transgender ideology to their children while they're actually pa- passing anti-transgender ideology through the government right now. So it's kind of this weird little rocky horse saying that teachers are putting this onto their children to kind of cover up the fact that they're doing all these things to deny these children these rights so not even giving them a place to be able to talk and a person to talk to is absolutely ridiculous and again it's not just blocking them from even teaching about sexual orientation or anything it is blocking students from talking about it so there's this been this conversation of does it block kids from talking about their two moms or their transgender mom or whatever it is does it block them from giving these reports about their family and things of that nature and another question is are teachers going to become mandatory mandatory reporters on it um it's not really clear in the bill i know that some of the versions that have been passed through do say that teachers if a child comes out to them that they have to report it to their parents but there's also some that don't say that so i'm not totally clear on that but if it isn't at some point it could become a thing and it teaches this whole ideology um that certain things are for age appropriate and a conversation that I've been seeing is okay so if certain things are age appropriate why are we teaching you know kids about love or kissing or whatever on their tv shows that are that we're watching also just most of the videos that I see with you know straight couples are very sexualizing to their children why do we always ask you know little boys who their girlfriends are going to be when they grow up oh he has a crush on you like what He's literally four years old. So another just kind of crazy dialect that's happening right now is saying that being gay or showing gay rhetoric or showing gay stories or whatever it is teaches these inappropriate ideas because they ultimately think that gay people are inappropriate and shouldn't be allowed in society. But the thing that you probably heard the most about these pills are that Disney is actually kind of in the middle of it. So Disney is supporting and politically back, so contributes to their campaign. Um, Every sponsor and co-sponsor on the Don't Say Gay bill. Isn't that crazy? Every single one. And while they do support some Democratic people and candidates, they have notoriously supported Republican. Um, They have notoriously not shown gay people in their films and movies and things of that nature even though a lot of gay people identify with Disney and there are a lot of gay Disney people out there um there's gay days at Disney's where they're you know not formally planned by the Disney Corporation but where all these gays go to Disney for a week and wear certain shirts and then find their community there but And everyone was calling on the CEO of Disney to do something. But he was a little too late in that. And he made a statement, I think, a couple days after the bill had already gone through saying that they support LGBTQ rights and they're going to, you know, figure out a way to make it better. And they paused all their political backings. So love when they get called out, but still don't do anything that they're supposed to be doing. And they also put in um, a... a gay kissing scene I'm not really sure what that constitutes they've put a gay kissing scene back in the new Buzz Lightyear movie animated Buzz Lightyear movie because of all this backlash as well to make themselves look better and look like they support P 
people, gay people, when they really don't. Uh, but that has been a lot of what the Don't Say Gay bill is about. I have a little bit less on that than the Texas one. But I will put more links down below because the next thing I want to talk about is another big one. Um, and it is the idea of transgender people in sports. So I'm sure you guys have probably heard the name or seen the name Leah Thomas be thrown around and maybe don't necessarily know who that is or what the story behind that is. So Leah Thompson is a transgender woman who um, swims for University of Penn's swim team and was in the NCAA swimming competition I think like a couple weeks ago or this past week I'm not totally sure um but she competed in women's sports and or in women's swim and she won a title or won a championship so while this has resurfaced recently because of her win she's honestly been a hot topic since since last December and she began competing on the women's swimming team in the fall of 2021 one at the University of Penn. So this has been an ongoing conversation of whether she should or shouldn't be allowed to compete on the women's team. And the reason that this is such a big deal is because testosterone levels are the way that the NCAA and sports have decided to determine whether or not someone is, can be categorized as male or female to them. Um, back in 2011, the NCAA made a guideline that all you have to do to be able to compete on the women's team is suppress testosterone for 12 months. And that is exactly what Leah Thompson did. So she was able to start competing because she followed the guidelines. A little bit before this competition, the NCAA decided that, oh my God, okay, we're going to take actually from USA Swimming. And USA Swimming's um, guidelines are to go before an independent panel to show that they have no advantage over women who were assigned female at birth, basically. And you have to suppress testosterone for 36 months and have under five or five or under five millimeters nanomills per liter of testosterone and nanomills is how they uh, measure testosterone in the NCAA and many major sports competitions and things like that but the NCAA decided to actually not go through with following those guidelines and went back to adopt for 2022 at the beginning of the year they adopted this so they were in compliance with their previous rules so they went back to having to suppress testosterone for 12 months and you have to supply a one-time test serum that shows that you are under five nanomills of testosterone which leah thompson did both so she follows the guidelines of the ncaa which is why i don't really get there's much why there's much of a conversation around it on if she should or shouldn't be able to compete because under five nanomills of testosterone is going to do fucking nothing for you over another competition. And there's so much more to a competition than quote unquote biological advances or whatever that means. Um, actually, funnily enough, Michael Phelps, you know, very famous swimmer, has a bigger bigger wingspan than most people, which is another biological advantage that no one talks about. And there's people out there who have webbed feet that I'm sure have a quote-unquote biological advantage over other people. This biological advantage is the center around this argument because a lot of women 
are saying that trans women shouldn't be able to be able to compete because it knocks them out of their space and it's not fair to them and they have a leg up in the competition or whatever the fuck it is and especially I want to point this out as a white person myself as a white woman um white women are absolutely the root of this epidemic and it is so hurtful to see these people who are on Leah Thomas's team her teammates her fellow females who are signing petitions that are saying that she shouldn't be allowed to compete who are going on an anonymous interview anonymous interview by the way and saying that the NCAA is cowards for not not letting her compete and she shouldn't be able to compete and that it's unfair to her and I just want to say to those feminists, quote unquote feminists, or to those women out there that don't support trans women, a big old fuck you. You are not a feminist and you are on some coward shit, dog. That is so lame and so insecure of you to stick your horse to not providing love and support to a fellow woman. Like just truly fuck you. And just going off this rhetoric um, or going off this idea, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds signed into law on March 3rd a bill that prohibited transgender females from participating in girls' high school sports and women's college athletics. Um, and the Republican major leaders made the bill effective immediately, so any transgender student that was playing sports may be required to immediately stop playing those sports. And in this picture, I'm going to post it on my Instagram, in this picture of Kim Reynolds signing this into a law, one, she's a white woman, but she's also surrounded by a bunch of white women behind her. And let's, you know, revert to what I was talking about earlier this episode, which is this idea of white women against marginalized community or having a fear against marginalized community. And that is what this is, just in another way. White women, particularly, are white athletes, white women athletes are particularly afraid of trans women coming into their spaces. They're afraid of other women coming into their spaces and knocking them out of the spot that they're in. And that's what all this centers around. And it's really childish and cowardly and gross because trans people already have hard enough in this world and something that Leah Thomas, so Leah Thomas hasn't done many interviews about everything going on, which rightfully show she it's just a college student, bro, that is trying to compete and play in her sports. But one of the interviews that she did, she said um, that she just wants to be a role model and show that other trans people that they can also play the sports that they want to play in. And that they don't, she said this word for word, this is her quote, they don't have to choose between who they are and the sport that they love. And it just really, really does hurt me to see white women which is a community that I'm a part of, or quote-unquote community. I don't really know how to describe that one. White women just going against this whole idea. You know, we fought for our rights. We wanted to vote, blah, 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 blah. And then we're going to sit over here and deny a fellow woman the rights that we so desperately wanted at one time. And we're going to deny her womanhood. That's why it's so important to know the history of laws and things of this nature because it really does come full circle and we can start to look at when these things when transness started being villainized against everything we can start to see when hormone therapy when surgery became villainized when women in sports started to become villainized 
Um, the bill, particularly in Iowa, requires students participating in interscholastic sports sponsored or sanctioned by an accredited non-public school or a public school district to play only with un- others that match the gender listed on their birth certificate. It also has provisions to allow civil lawsuits to uphold the intent of the law and allows for sports and applies to sports from primary school grades into state universities and colleges. There's another law right now or back on February 3rd in South Dakota that does the same thing. Um, banning transgender girls and college-age women from playing in school sports leagues that match their gender identity. And at that point in time, South Dakota was the 10th state to enact such a law as that. Okay, so we've gone through all these terrible things that are going through. Now, how can we support? What can we do? Um, I'm going to put a couple of the podcasts that I listened to down below because they talk about various other ways to support But you can support the ACLU, especially in their um, lawsuits to block these states. Um, A lot of ACLU chapters are looking for stories. So if you're transgender and listening to this um, and you feel up to it, please consider submitting your story, especially if you live in any of these states that these laws are happening because your voice matters so much and you deserve to be heard. But another way that we can do this, which I thought one of the podcasters that I listened to said this, and I thought it was really interesting is by simply just disobeying the laws. So if, and obviously this can get you in a world of hurt. So do it um, discretionary at your discretion. And especially people of color, please be safe. But just simply disobeying the laws is another way that you can actively support the LGBTQIA plus community, um, challenging them. Another one I saw is pushing for the Equality Act, which would be able to bar any of these kinds of bans from happening because of its all-inclusive support of, you know, any gender identity and things of that nature. Um, Supporting gender-inclusive separate sports teams, so private teams that are particularly focused on making a safe space for trans communities um, spread information especially to children especially if you're in Florida or any of the states where a don't say gay bill is potentially being passed through make sure that you talk to children I am not a huge children lover but I do know that they are the freaking future and so making sure to be able to talk about it Um, be upfront with them about it make sure that they know that you're a safe space that they can go to if they are having thoughts or think that they are gay and don't feel comfortable coming out to their parents or coming out to their teachers especially with the don't say gay bill in place Um, provide to mutual aid programs that provide gender inclusive accessories and go support de-escalation and self-defense classes that are specifically for people of um, who are transgender or in the LGBTQIA plus community. This kind of goes with making sure you're a safe space for a child, but just providing a sanctuary space, making sure that your friends who are trans or in the LGBTQIA plus community know that you are a safe space that they can go to and hide under your shelter if they need to or whatever it is that you are there to support and get them help. And I just want to end this by providing um, the Trevor Project's 24-hour toll-free support line. It is 866-488-7386. One more time, 866-488-7386. 
if you feel like you need help and support, please feel free to always reach out to me as well at loudmouthpod on Instagram or email me loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com. If there's any way I or the loudmouthers can help you, please let me know. Um, if I need to post a Venmo um, or whatever it is, please let me know and I will be absolutely available to do that for you. Um, I will also put some petitions and things of that nature down below that you guys can sign to help even further the mission and the cause. Please make sure that you are supporting and providing love to your trans friends and members of the LGBTQIA plus community, especially those in Texas and Florida where these bills are becoming law and being passed at exceedingly high rates. Um, make sure that they know that you love and support them and that you're here to fight for them and then actually fight for them. Um, provide support. Go to protests. Make your voice heard. Make sure you they know that you're an ally and things of that nature because it's a really, really hard time. And even worse, and what I've been saying all this episode, even worse than, you know, these bills actually being passed is that this terrible rhetoric that's being created around it and all the comments on Facebook and everything like that, it can be really detrimental. And really, really, the world is a scary place. So please provide extra love to your friends in the LGBTQIA plus community, especially and particularly your trans friend and especially and particularly your trans friends of color and your friends of color in the LGBTQIA plus community as well, because um, white people still have privilege even in these communities because of the color of our skin. So let's make sure my white people that we are protecting them and loving on them extra hard and making sure that we are supporting them as well okay you guys there's so much more that I could get into about all this and there's so much more that I missed so please make sure to check out all the sources down in the bio so that you can get the full story the full picture everything like that um thank you guys for being here I'll also make sure to provide more resources down below for you all make sure to follow me on instagram at loudmouthpod I will be sure to post resources there as they get updated you can follow me on twitter at loudmouth underscore pod email me loudmouthpod1 at gmail.com and yeah thank you guys for listening all my friends in the lgbtqia plus community i love you please know that you are love supported here and that loudmouth is a safe space for you okay i'll talk to you guys next week bye